optic of music and sound. Mm. With all that's going on these days, there's a real need for positive, uplifting music and radio. Living Music Radio. Living Music Radio. For showtimes, go to livingmusicradio.com. The Marie Manucheri Show is streamed live over the internet. So if you have friends or family members living outside of the Seattle area, wanting answers to life's questions, encourage them to listen to the show and to call into the show to talk with Marie. If you are interested in receiving guidance on an issue in your life, call Marie locally at 425-373-5527 or toll free at 1-877-825-8828 for her insight into your situation. Welcome to the Marie Manucheri Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. You are listening to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. This is Marie. I'm live here in Seattle, actually right outside of Seattle on the west side, or no, the east side. I always get that confused. <laughs> I've lived here my whole life. And it's a very snowy, snowy day here in Seattle. In fact, so snowy that I'm not in the station. Tom, um, our normal engineer, he's not in the station either. And Eric Burns, who's usually the audio engineer during the day, is actually having to stay over. Isn't that right, Eric? That would be Eric Ryder, but yes, I oh, am Ryder. here. Everything's different today because of the <laughs> snow, you know? I, I'll adopt a, I, hey, I could be Burns, you know, maybe. The, well, it's I'm, funny. I could have sworn that's what it says on your email, but I'll take Ryder any day. <laughs> yeah, me too. And uh, <laughs> hey, maybe I'm related to Monty Burns from The Simpsons, and I can get some of that <laughs> okay, m- that's money good. at some point. That would be great. So you're stuck basically, in a way. I'm, and, I'm marooned, but uh, <laughs> the, the good news of it is that I get to uh, do the show with you, which I is a, know. It's a rare thing. So there's always a silver lining. That's right. Um, I've certainly worked with Eric during the day when I was on Sage, and then, of course, when I used to come in and do live shows of the Marie Manuteri show in the afternoon. And so, of course, it's great to work with you, Eric. And I'm sorry you're marooned in Bellevue, um, but you're going to stay in a hotel and Get plenty of rest before you drive home in the morning. Or are you just going to come straight back to work? Got to go straight back to work. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Well, I'm grateful that you're in the studio, and I'm sitting at home in my office with my fuzzy slippers on <laughs> and my yoga pants and just um, chilling here. And so tonight we're talking about the fourth chakra. We're talking about the fourth layer of the field and the fourth chakra and universal love and really learning to listen to your instincts. And... Um, why don't you go ahead and give up those phone numbers, Eric, so people can call in if they wish. Absolutely. We'd love to hear from you this evening because we are live uh, on this Thursday night at uh, 877-825-8828. That's 877-825-8828. And that's toll-free anywhere they can hear this. Is that right, Marie? That is right. Fantastic. And, of course, we've got a local number as well, 425-373-5527, 425-373-5527. So if you're uh, in the Seattle or Bellevue area, go ahead and give that number a call. 
Wonderful, wonderful. And Eric, I know you don't know this yet, or maybe you do, because, um, of course, everybody you know knows each other in the radio station, but we're going to have a lot of preemptions in the evening in January. So I'm actually going to come in live at noon for many of the Thursdays in the month of January, so I'll be able to hang out with you and work with you on the show. Wonderful. I'm looking forward to that. Me too. Me too. Um, so again, we're talking about the fourth layer of the field and the fourth chakra, which is right in the chest. It's emerald green in color. It governs anatomically the heart muscle, the lungs, the rib cage, um, the breast tissue, the whole upper thoracic cavity. So even the area in your back in between your shoulder blades. So your shoulder blades, your shoulders is part of the heart chakra. And the interesting thing about this particular chakra, it's number four. When we're starting to look at energy medicine, we begin actually in the pelvic floor at the first chakra. We move at second in um, right below the belly button, the third at the solar plexus, and the fourth in the chest. And the fourth chakra is a very interesting vortex. I use that word interchangeably when I'm talking about energy medicine. And the reason why it's so unique is because it's the middle point between primary or primal functioning chakras and upper functioning chakras, like the throat, the third eye, which is in the head, and the seventh chakra on top of the on top of the head, on the crown of the head. So the fourth chakra is about universal knowledge and universal love. And the interesting component about that chakra, in my mind, is that as this vortex expands and people learn to be more comfortable with unconditional love and feeling that they're valuable, they learn to let go of their resistance. They learn to let go of defense mechanisms. And when you let go of defense mechanisms, you actually allow yourself to be expansive. And so it's kind of a scary place to be to hang out in the fourth chakra because that means you have to learn to be vulnerable. And you also need to learn to trust and allow yourself to love and be loved, not just in relationships, but just in every aspect of your life. It also means that learning to allow other people to have their belief systems, even if they are in the complete opposition of yours, which is a big part of of the United States, at least that's our mission statement, it's part of our constitution that we allow people to maintain their belief systems. And, and so that can be very challenging, you know, but it's all about universal love, recognizing that there's no right or wrong, that people are making all kinds of interesting decisions, which are allowing their soul to grow and mature and expand. And so who are we to judge? And when we judge others, then we're also truly, truly judging ourselves. So there's a, kind of an interesting story um, in one of Donald Walsh's book, uh, children's book. I think it's called The Little Soul. And he tells this story about two cherub angels hanging out in heaven. And these are all kind of metaphors to understand reincarnation and how we really do care about it, one another, even our, the people who we consider to be our, our enemies, that we're all here to help each other, even the people that create a lot of what we consider hardship or destruction in our lives. So there's these two little angels hanging out in heaven. They're cherub angels. And one of them feels a very strong presence of creation and flies over to this massive energy and says, I really want to learn unconditional love. And the massive energy sends out this heat wave that extends through the cosmos. and, And you can hear a phrase that's similar to, go ahead, my child. And the little cherub angel kind of squinches its eyebrows at creation, doesn't really understand what creation invited it to do, and flies over to the second little angel who heard the entire conversation, and he says to the first angel, I know what we can do. We can go down to earth, I'll do something terrible to you, and you'll learn to forgive me. So the story and the moral is is that in all the things that we think are horrible or misleading or self-destructive to the world, there are many lessons that are occurring. And if a person could just look outside of all the fear that they have 
in terms of um, the things that we think are so terrible that are hurting us. If we can look beyond that, learn to find new microscopes or new lenses to get a bigger perception of what's really going on in the world, like that perhaps the people who we think are causing us the most harm are actually here to give us the most benefit, then we actually get to see a bigger perception of ourselves, and that's when we actually get to see our destiny and our life path. So, Eric, how are those phone lines going? It's great. We've got a couple phone calls lined up, but of course, uh, we do invite more phone calls if you want to call in tonight at 877-825-8828. Again, that's 877-825-8828. That's the toll-free line. And of course, if you're local, we'd love it if you gave us a call on 425-373-5527. So why don't we go ahead and bring one of those callers on the air? Wonderful. Well, we're going to go all the way to Australia for this call. Oh, my gosh. How exciting. Down under to talk to Susan from Sydney. Hi, Susan. Hi, Marie. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Good. What can Merry I do? Christmas to you. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Merry Christmas to you and happy holidays. Yes, it sounds like you're having a nice snowy Christmas. You know, it's absolutely gorgeous outside. I went out and was able to do a little bit of grocery shopping and and drove around in my daughter's little SUV, and, oh, it was just beautiful, just beautiful. But you're having the opposite kind of weather conditions. Isn't that true? Nice and hot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, maybe Eric and I will jump in a plane and fly over there and, and spend some time with you in the near future. Yeah, that'd be wonderful. <laughs> I'm sure Eric would like to have a break from the snow. So what can I do for you tonight or today? Well, I'm, I'm glad you're talking about the heart chakra because I was, I was ringing you about a couple of heart things. Okay. Um, one of them is um, I've met this guy, uh-huh. but he's in a relationship. His okay. name is Tim. His uh-huh. name is Tim. But every time I see him, my heart just woo, heart chakra just woo, goes opens <laughs> right up. <laughs> and I don't know. I, I've come to the conclusion that maybe he's just a, a person in my life that's just lifting up my vibration or inspiring me, you know, in some way. And I I assume perhaps maybe I'm doing that for him too. I, I just wanted to know what what you know why that happens. Is it just you know just a little you know, thing from the universe. You're saying, you know, you were talking about how two people, two little angels coming to earth and right. one's going to cause the other trouble. But in this <laughs> instance, it's almost like we came down to, hey, I'll I'll meet you and I'll uplift you, you know. And, right, right. And get you inspired. Yeah, get you inspired to feel chemistry because that's what you're feeling from him is chemistry. And also yeah. one of your defense mechanisms, per my perception, is that you haven't always chosen well when it comes to uh-huh. loving relationships for you. And mm-hmm. and he's showing you right off the bat that he's not available. You know, that's basically uh-huh. what he's telling you because he's not available. And so yeah. that means he would not be a good partner for you. And so mm-hmm. the hard part for you in the past, too, is when you do feel the chemistry or the pull, is that sometimes that's where you, you know, that's where you keep your energy at. So I would look at uh-huh. that he's got chemistry to wake you up so that you can, you can feel alive again and rejuvenated and want to be in a relationship, but then also feel incredible dedication to yourself, incredible uh-huh. dedication to yourself to wait for someone who can come into your life who has that same chemistry, but also who mm-hmm. is completely available for you. And that's kind of your challenge because you're just so afraid that no one's going to show up. <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> available. So you're just kind of hoping that Tim will see the light and move away from his current partner and find you. <laughs> oh, not necessarily. Not necessarily. I mean, at first, obviously, that's what you feel because, you know, you start out with that sort of feeling. 
Well, yeah, well just, I believe you, you know, and your experiences. It's your life, right? I'm this temporary person who has a temporary view in your life at this moment. But there's just this long history of kind of being in disappointment with relationships yeah. and also continuing to choose people who, even if they are available, they're really not there for your best interest. And he, So it's not... It's, sorry. No, sorry. go ahead. So it's not really to inspire me, but it's um, it's more of a I'm, I'm ready to sort of open up and then I repeat the pattern. So right. Is that I, what you mean? I think he's uh, there to, to show you that your heart's not dead and that you oh, are okay, ready yeah. to be in a relationship. And aren't you lucky uh-huh. that your heart is fully alive and you have this great desire to be in a loving relationship? He's just uh-huh. not the one. And, and yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If by chance he is, let's say if by chance he is, then he would become available at the perfect moment for you in the perfect time. But I don't think he's the one. I think there's someone yeah, else. Yeah. yeah, I just wondered if that was, like you say, just to show me that I am. Because I've been feeling very sort of, my energy's been very low for a long time. And, uh-huh. and um, yeah, it's just sort of a few things have started to happen that have really picked me up. And this was one of them. And here's yeah. what I would recommend that you do. I really, I would really go into that beautiful heart chakra of yours. You have a gorgeous, beautiful, expansive vortex in your chest. And ask yourself and ask that, your heart chakra and your guides to help you release any fear that you have about your value of being in a loving, compatible, positive, you know, positively growing relationship. That's what I would recommend is uh-huh. that here's an opportunity for you to let go of some of the resistance or the blocks mm-hmm. that are very old that, you know, that you're ready, in my opinion, to let go of. And and since, you know, he kind of jump-started your heart a little bit, you know, uh-huh. then that's even more of an invitation to move inward and to assist in this kind of final healing process so that you will recognize someone who walks into your life who is, there and available for you. Uh-huh. So that's and what I, I would also, recommend. Thank you. That that sounds good. That sounds right. <laughs> I also I've been going to this um this therapy called craniosacral therapy. I don't know if you've ever oh, heard yeah, of it. Oh yeah, I think it's fabulous. Yeah, and I think it might have helped me a little bit too. Oh, I agree. Um, craniosacral work is amazing. It's it's a form of energy work. And mm-hmm. the you know the practitioners work on the back of your head, but they're literally working all the way through down to the sacrum. And some of them actually do do physical work on the sacrum. But oh, I think it's wonderful work. It's fabulous. Yeah. So I, I I I'm hoping it feels like that my energy has become a bit more balanced. And as you say, maybe this is a sign of me letting oh, go of resistance. Oh yeah, you feel really good to me actually, because mm-hmm. we've actually done a private session once before on the phone, mm-hmm. correct? Yep. Yeah, and so, yeah, your energy feels great. Feels really great. Right. So maybe, you know, while you're in that heart chakra helping to release some of the defense mechanisms that you may have regarding relationship, maybe also Uh have gratitude for the fact that your heart's alive and kicking and excited for a new phase of relationship. But I can feel those things and be inspired. Yeah, yeah, I can feel them from here. You know, and one of the (laughs) the things that I'll just, like, you know, kind of prepare you for is that it can sometimes be a little shocking when you get what you want, when you're so used to being disappointed and then you finally Uh get what you want. It can be a little shocking and upsetting, you know, in a a very odd kind of funny way. So you might want to be prepared for some of those emotions as you step into Mm -hmm. this new relationship that I think is relatively close. Okay. Okay. Thanks very much. You're welcome. Thank you for calling and happy holidays again. 
You too. All right. Have a wonderful day. Okay. Bye. Bye bye. All right. That was wonderful. Marie, did you want to take a break now? Or? Yeah. Why don't we go ahead and take okay. a break? And then we can come right back with the Marie Manu Cherry Show. Very good. The Marie Manu Cherry Show is streamed live over the internet. So if you have friends or family members living outside of the Seattle area wanting answers to life's questions, encourage them to listen to the show and to call into the show to talk with Marie. If you are interested in receiving guidance on an issue in your life, call Marie locally at 425-373-5527 or toll free at 1-877-825-8828 for her insight into your situation. Looking for a great place to get the word out about your business? Then why not advertise on the Marie Menu Cherry Show? The Marie Menu Cherry Show reaches a diverse group of listeners from all around the world and was just recently voted one of the top five shows on KKNW. Aside from a professional website, how many outlets do you really have to promote your business and literally reach across the globe? The Marie Menu Cherry Show has a listening audience that ranges from the U.S., Scotland, South Africa, to Australia and beyond. Become part of the show and let the world know what you have to offer. Go to www.energyintuitive.com or call 425-825-5671 to find out more about advertising on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. Rates are reasonable and the opportunity to grow your business is substantial. Marie is excited to announce that beginning in February, she'll be teaching her Wednesday evening classes from a new location, the Marriott Redmond Town Center. This hotel is conveniently located in the Redmond Town Center just off 520 in Redmond. The hotel offers plenty of free parking, spacious new meeting rooms, and since it's located in the town center, it's surrounded by a variety of great restaurant choices. The perfect location to meet up with friends before heading to one of Marie's classes. Visit energyintuitive.com for a complete list of classes and directions to the new hotel. Radio for your body, mind, and spirit. Alternative Talk, 1150. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. I'm live in Seattle, and it's a snowy day here in Washington State. In fact, my older two children attend Washington State University, and Spokane is just socked in. So the kids are wondering when they're going to get home for the holidays, and they're looking at potential flights. Um, Their dad and I may have to um, help fly them home because they may not be able to drive home in the next couple of days. So anyway... um, For those of you who live in snowy areas and you get to enjoy the snow, we in Washington are now celebrating that with you because it's not an everyday occurrence or even an annual occurrence for us to get this much snow during the year. And all the skiers out there, which uh, all of you have listened to the show before, Tom is a big snowboarder and and he's thrilled, I'm sure, that, um, in fact, I spoke to him earlier today, that the mountains are dumping, (laughs) being dumped with snow. And I just wanted to remind listeners that we'll have Ainsley McLeod, who will be on the show on November 22nd, and he wrote a wonderful book about souls. It's called The Instruction, Living the Life Your Soul Intended. And it's a fabulous book. I know Karen, my assistant, really enjoyed it. She found it to be very, very helpful for her. 
And so I know she's really excited to have him on the program. Ainsley has also been interviewed on the Oprah radio program. So his book has actually reached large audiences, and it'll be really fun to hear what he has to say. He's local. He comes from one of the islands. I believe it's Fashion, but I'm not positive about that. But he's local here in Washington State. So we'll be thrilled to have him on the air in January, and he'll be able to answer your questions. So tonight we're talking about the heart chakra, and one of the things that happens when you get out of your defense mechanisms, when you get away from your defenses, and there's a wonderful book called The Defended Self. It's by The Pathway Teachings. I highly recommend it. It's a little linear, but it really teaches people to be the observer, a natural observer of your life, so you can really watch the choices you're you're making and make them more from a place of intuition, a place from expanded consciousness, a place from awareness, so you don't repeat the same patterns. And um, earlier this week, I've been talking to some mentoring students. I mentor um, groups here in Washington State to do energy work, and my mentoring groups are full for 2009, but if that's something you're interested in for 2010, um, please let our office know. Um, It is by invitation only, but we take in all kinds of applications from individuals, and then um, we go through the applications, and um, I have very small groups, so that's just a small amount of people are are, part of the mentoring program. But it was so fun to speak to um, upcoming mentoring students for 2009 and how they've been able to look in their heart and find really joyful expressions of themselves, which I truly believe is a big part of their destiny. So when you can get out of defense mechanisms, your heart can then lead you down your path. It um, It feels inspired then to get past the pain and the discomfort and move into vulnerability where you can actually see right action and begin to see your potential and your destiny, and then to have it validated in your community is just a, an inspiring and, and wonderful uh, materialization. So, Eric, I understand we have callers on the line. We do. We've got Kirsten on the line right now calling from the very snowy Edmonds. <laughs> hi, Kirsten. Yeah, hi, Marie. How are you? I'm doing great, thank you. How is um, the snow in Edmonds? Uh, it's well, I I went out for a walk down to the store, but it it's solid ice on the roads for wow. sure. Wow, gorgeous! Looking out, you know, down it the hills. It's so beautiful. I agree. Yeah, yeah, it is, and the kids are going down the hills, and I thought, wow, I wish I'd had that many hills around my home when I was growing up. <laughs> yeah, you have good hills in Edmonds, actually. It's quite yeah, beautiful. Sure. Yeah. So, what can I do for you tonight? Well, I have a couple of questions that are centered around um, a place that I've been working on. Um, recently, and that is the heart chakra. And, oh, great. Um, you had told me a while back to move out of fear and into love more, so I've done a lot of work, um, you know, little bits here of different things of, like, um, emotional freedom techniques. Um, I've been through some counseling, mm. and um, I'm going through the SOMA, um, neuromuscular integration. Yeah, good. Right now. Yeah, and I've great. I've some really good releases around that. So I'm doing some work there, and I, I can tell that there's still, you know, a lot of work to be done there and stuff, but a couple of the questions there, and if we can just get to one, that'd be great, but one is on my career, and the other is um, regarding family, uh-huh. and so the one on my career is, um, if you could suggest, if you see anything that would be next steps for my learning and discovery um, for this career path, and I have a, had a couple of signs, one from me and one from someone telling me, mm-hmm. um, that I was to be working with children, and it hadn't really crossed my mind before. And but I, so I've been kind of looking into that and wondering if, if there was any um, validation. 
Well, when you think about working with children, does it make you happy? Um, I haven't been around children much, um, and but when I do, when I actually, what made me feel happy was thinking that there was. I started looking at kind of the topic of the new children and so forth, and uh-huh. I have a lot in common with them. Uh-huh. So I started thinking, you know, how would my life experiences and what I'm going through, and you know, ultimately what we bring, you know, um, in what we give to others. How could that help them? And that got me excited. So that got you excited about what you could potentially teach children. Yes. Right. And their, and potentially their parents. Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Because that is a big part of it. When, when um, people bring their children to me, I usually put them on the table first, the kid, and then they, they, they're fine. They get off the table and I put the parent on the table for months <laughs> or years or, you know, because children are truly our best teachers. That's their main job is to teach us. and. And if only parents would sit down more frequently and take notes from their children and with bated breath listen to what comes out of their mouth because, of Mm -hmm. course, you know, they're spectacular. Their teachings are spectacular. I actually do feel good about the whole children thing. What I'm kind of feeling like I'm missing is your joy. And I'm just wondering, has it been easy for you to feel joy just on a regular basis about even, you know, kind of routine or regular experiences in life, or is that still somewhat challenging? Um, It's been challenging. Mm -hmm. Um, It it comes and goes, and I was, for a couple of weeks, I was feeling uh, very clear, a lot of clarity, and um, feeling great about the direction and how the different areas of my life, how they were coming together. Mm -hmm. And and it's just the last few days I've been um, feeling a little uh, funky, so... Right. Yeah. I don't know if that's what you're picking up on. Yeah, it could be the last few days, but I think it's more than that. I, I think that it, it's, you know, I'm sure maybe it's been more challenging the last few days, but I think that getting your vibration into a place where you can feel um, more routine joy isn't on, it, it's on your radar, of course. It's something you want to experience, something you strive to do, but it's not quite locked in yet. You know, it's, it's, once uh, what happens is when it see it's nor it's normal to be happy and joyful. It's also normal to be wealthy. It's normal to be in loving and lo- and feel loved in relationships. It's also normal to be healthy. And so when we're looking at this normalcy regarding feeling happy, once a person maintains that frequency of happiness for a period of time consistently, it could be a few weeks, and, and that doesn't mean you have to feel that way twenty four seven. But many people actually do when their being shifts its frequency and vibration to a different plateau of emotional joy. And so that's what I would recommend that you spend more time, more consistent, diligent time with yourself, because that's really what's going to open up for you to really, you know, feel the right action in terms of your career. I think the children are definitely a part of it, but the guidance in terms of how to move in that direction and to be able to feel when you've kind of snagged a direction and it's locked in is going to come from the experience of feeling joy. It's going to come from a different frequency. Because when people actually embrace their destiny, it's a very joyful experience. Um, and, and so you, you definitely want to spend more time spinning, um, you know, being in that positive light of happiness. And so do you have tools for that? Do you know what to do to kind of feel that joyful feeling? Um, dancing, and I haven't been dancing in quite a while mm-hmm. I've been because I've been really focused on... Um, kind of staying present. I, I've been doing a lot of what I call noodling, just that it's um, being in my body, trying to feel and, and work right. on the intuitive factors. And I, I love I have... all that. <laughs> really, I love all that. That's wonderful. And 
And, and so that's really great what you're working on. That's fantastic. And then if you add the joy to it, then all of those things will expand exponentially, you know, because there's truly nothing wrong in the world. And, and although dancing, of course, is one of my favorite things to do and it brings me enormous joy, it's just probably not something you can do four or five times a day, right? Okay. Right. And so is there something more tangible that's part of your routine or randomly part of your life that can bring you joy. Like, for instance, I love plants, and thankfully I live in the Northwest. I can look at an azalea, and it'll just knock my socks off. So if you can start to find things in your random, everyday, regular life that could bring you joy, like maybe the smell of coffee, even if you don't drink it, maybe it makes you happy, or um, the stars at night. But something that's just a part of your regular life, if you can start taking inventory and asking yourself, wow, does that make me feel happy? Am I feeling any bubbles or joy, or am I feeling more of an automatic smile on my face when I experience this random moment? So that you can come back to these random experiences over and over in in the day and learn how to maintain your vibration. Okay. Uh, That's what I would recommend. Okay, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And what was the question about the family? Um, So I'm uh, I'm trusting my intuition more Uh um, much of the time now that I'm concerned about getting my hopes too much around pregnancy, but I've had, I've been told some things, and then I've also kind of felt some things or seen some things on myself as well that indicate that that's, you know, coming up very shortly for me. And you haven't been pregnant before? Mm-mm. Okay, so this would be your first child. Right. Right. And so here we go back to that joyful thing as well. If you can hold that expansive, happy energy, that will definitely help with the pregnancy. But I get yes, yes. You know, I'm, I'm writing as I'm speaking to you, and I just wrote yes like five times. So I would say that's most likely what's on the plate for you next, which could be a very joyful experience. You know, yeah, it makes me very that makes me very happy. Great, and the love that's come into my life. Okay, yeah. so yeah. that's another indicator that again, yes, 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 because when people feel joyful about events, even events that haven't occurred or things that they wish they could aspire to, and they feel this automatic joy to to it, it's about that that is a part of their destiny. That's a part of your life path. So you're destined to be a parent and to have a child, at least one child in your life. So that's exciting. Yeah, yeah, it is for sure. Yeah, and I can even feel your frequency and your vibration as you're listening to me and feeling the idea of being a parent. I can feel your frequency uplifting even on the phone with you or on the air because we're on the phone and on the radio waves and, you know, all that good stuff. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome, and congratulations, and keep me posted on both of those events. Uh, I will do that. Thank you so much for calling, and be safe. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So tonight we're talking about the fourth chakra and expanding into moving out of resistance, and I I spoke briefly about a book um, called The uh, Undefended Self, and it's a fabulous book. It helps people learn to be in observation mode so that we can notice when our buttons are being pushed or we're being triggered because that means when those events are happening, we're moving into a defensiveness. We're defending ourselves. And when we defend ourselves, then we actually block whatever could be in our highest good or in our best interest. And most of our defense mechanisms are based in fear. Well, let's put, put it this way. All of them are based in fear. And so when you continually act from a defended place, from a place of feeling victimized or worried that you're going to be harmed in some way, then you don't allow yourself to progress into universal consciousness and to allow yourself to have an expanded view of who you truly are versus the limited view that most human beings of who they think they are 
him because everyone is magnificent and talented and beautiful and intelligent, whether they recognize any of those qualities or not. And when we're in defended mode, it's hard for us to get into our heart chakra and see the truth of who we are. So, Eric, do we still have callers on the line? We do, but I'd really like to give out that phone number okay, one great. more time just uh, uh, so folks can dial in because we actually have some open lines tonight. Ah, nice. I know from editing this show because I edited <laughs> to air for the Encore edition on Thursdays that it's a rare thing that uh, lines are open. So <laughs> let me give those numbers, 877-825-8828, 877 877- Eight two five eight eight two eight. That's the toll free number, or locally at four two five three seven three five five two seven. That's four two five three seven three five five two seven. And thank now, you. Yeah, no problem. And now we've got uh, David on the line, calling from Seattle. Okay, great. Hi, David. Hi, Marie. How are you? Pretty good, thanks. How are you doing? I am wonderful. Uh, what can I do for you tonight? Well, I um was wondering, I have been working on my chakra exercises mm-hmm. that um, are on your CD, and I finally got into the habit of doing them every day, and I'm wondering, should I stay at the same, with maybe the same amount of time, or start um, maybe take a little more time? with them instead of maybe just <clears throat> on the CD it says maybe a minute for one, but after I've gotten into the habit of of doing it more regularly, should I maybe take some more time or is that, or just more times a day? Well, and what is your heart telling you when you ask this question, you know, directed to, your, to yourself, what is your heart telling you, this universal, unconditional love? What is it suggesting? Um... Maybe take a little more time. Yeah, I, I, I think that sounds great. And so here you have this doorway into universal knowledge and unconditional love that's literally inside your body. And so you can go inside your chest, literally think of walking in or putting your hand on your chest and asking questions from that perspective and then listening to the feelings or the sensations or the language that you receive from this very expansive knowing place. So, yeah, I would take a little bit longer in them um, because you actually really like them a lot. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you do. And I think your body's really enjoying being in these energetic situations. These exercises that you're talking about, they, many of them, although I've modified um, and created some original ones, but many of them come from um, a therapy organization that was very active in the 60s called Core Energetics. And so it was a therapy group that believed in moving the body to help heal one's emotional points. And so these exercises have been around for such a long time that they're very powerful. You know, if you even begin doing them, you know, as you begin doing them within 10 seconds, they begin to shift and transform your energy. So uh, these exercises are excellent, and your body is really wanting to spend more time in them. And look how quickly you got to the answer. Yeah. Yeah, I've noticed I've had I from the start I had a lot more energy. I could feel a lot of energy after getting done with the exercises. And you've called them before, and energetically you feel really high at today. You know, really high and expansive, and more uh, alert, so to speak. You feel great. Thanks. I um, I'm 
I'm kind of wondering about um, my career plans right now. I'm I've been playing guitar so much I can't, um, or it's just the thing that I like to do the most. Yeah. And I'm kind of thinking about taking more time, maybe some time off to to, to venture into that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what I'm hearing, and of course you can go into that beautiful heart chakra and get information about that as well, but even getting involved in... Um, other musicians and their work or spending time with groups of individuals who work in the music industry because that's also what you're craving is more time with individuals who would be peers who who are active in the industry and, and perhaps you are and I'm not picking up on that but I definitely feel this craving towards collaborating with colleagues and so I would definitely consider putting some energy in that direction Yeah, I've just been playing um, with some friends but um he he's moved out of town, so we don't have a chance. Yeah, plays often, so yeah, maybe it is time to look. Yeah, I elsewhere. think it is. I, I think it is, and then you can also get feedback on what to do next or what direction to move in regarding this. All right, thanks, Marie. You're welcome. Thank you so much, and thank you for calling in. Thanks. Bye. 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 So tonight we're talking about the fourth chakra, which is right. Yes. Hello. Oh, <laughs> I, that, that was just the sound of David dropping off the okay. phone. Don't worry. Yeah, it's so interesting. I'm not in the studio, so I can't see the reader board. I can't see Eric. And I can see my office and, you know, all the things that are around me in Kirkland. But it's it's a very odd experience <laughs> to be on the phone and on the air. But it's very fun because I'm wearing my warm, fuzzy slippers while I'm doing it. Well, nothing says you can't uh, wear those into the studio sometimes. This is true. I could. That's very. Maybe that's what will be happening when I come in at noon on Thursdays. Very good. I look forward to that. <laughs> so we're talking about the fourth chakra and this whole aspect that I've touched on a few times about being the observer. I'm sure some of the listeners are wondering, what the heck does that mean to observe your life? And that's what it literally means is to recognize when you're feeling yourself being pushed, when you're noticing that you could be going into defensive mode. And defensive mode can mean feeling angry, feeling judged, being scared, feeling turned off. It, it's almost like there's this opposite engagement of what could be happening around you. And for some reason, when when we are not in the observation mode, we literally do turn off and then we disconnect from what's really going on. And then we miss what could be helping us to expand our wisdom and knowledge. And so when you notice yourself being easily angered or you want to walk away from a situation or run, which I have felt that in many times in my life where I just want to turn and run away from a conversation, or um, you just be quiet and withdraw, instead of doing those things, of course you're going to start to do them, instead of continuing that process of turning off and turning away, ask yourself or tell yourself that everything's okay, and then you're going to allow yourself to be present which is, of course, um, what the caller from Edmonds is doing in her life. She's allowing herself to be more present because in the present, all the answers are there. And whenever we're in a defended mode, that's a key indicator that something very valuable is happening and your reaction when you're not defended is going to move you in light direction in terms of expanding into elevated consciousness. So that's the key of being the observer. You allow yourself to observe your behavior how you're feeling, not necessarily react or at least quiet down the reaction or pull it back so that you can move into expanded awareness because defensiveness is is really your ego scared to death 
that you are going to become a powerful person. And the truth is you are a powerful person. So it's an indicator to you that here's a moment where I could become more empowered. I can be more of who I truly am. And I'm going to allow myself to observe this moment and not take it personally and not be defended and learn from this precious, amazing moment. So do we have any more callers, Eric, on the phone? We do. We've got Christy, uh, which is the name of my sister, actually. So happy right. to have Christy on the line. This isn't my sister. Uh, this is uh, Christy from Renton. Okay, wonderful. Hi, Christy. Hi, Marie. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I um, just want to say thank you for being who you are, because I listen to your show every week, and I just i have gotten a lot. Oh, thank you. And thank you for calling. We appreciate yeah. that. So I think it was, it was my time to call, because I think it's kind of a low listener night, and I get very nervous. So I'm very <laughs> oh, nervous perfect. right now. So it's so. a perfect time for you to be on the air, because there aren't that many listening right now. Well, that's what I thought. Oh, oh my gosh, I have to go right now. That's great. So what can I do for you tonight? Well, I, gosh, it's very interesting what you say about the heart chakra, because I think I'm my job, and I think on my job, I am on the defense quite often. Hmm. Um, so Good observation. Tra- well, I'm trying to learn from each and every experience. Good. Every person that I deal with, but it's hard. Um, but that actually wasn't why I was calling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but I, I hear what you're saying, and we'll take that to heart. Um, but I kind of feel like I am in a major holding pattern, and I feel like I've been in one for almost my entire life. Mm. And I just don't know. Um, you know, I just was wondering if you had any um, guidance or any advice. Sure. Well, actually, I'm going to go back to the job thing, and okay. then we'll get back to... <laughs> your impression of this major holding pattern. And so, you you know, you're at work and you're feeling your buttons pushed at work and you're feeling defensive. I believe those were your words, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And you're doing your best to learn from every experience. Mm-hmm. So do you like your job? No. Right. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a big part of the problem. Right. So. And so how long have you worked there? Um, probably about eight months. Okay, that's not very long. No, right? not at all. It was just going to be kind of a temporary thing, and mm-hmm. now it's kind of evolved. It could be longer. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could probably be as long as I wanted. Mm-hmm. It's not really where I want to be. And so where do you really want to be? Well, I, I, don't, I don't quite know. Uh-huh. So, and, and that takes us back to the major holding pattern, right? Yeah, exactly. Would you have any ideas of what you would like to do or what makes you happy? Well, you know, uh, horticulture, I kind of um, think a lot about that, of plants and and, um, doing something in that realm. Okay, and have you in any way investigated that or? I have been doing a lot of investigating into it, and then I seem to kind of stop because of the, the, you know, the financial Mm-hmm. Yeah, that part of it has a big part. And also, I'm going to school. Going to school, and my boyfriend lives in California. I could move there and go to school, but my parents are getting older here in Seattle. So. Right. And hence is the major holding pattern exactly. where you get kind of caught up in what's going on in everybody else's life, and you put what's going on or potentially could be going on in your life on hold. Mm-hmm. And so the defense mechanism in this you know, perspective would be that. You're not going to allow yourself to have your joy and your happiness until everybody else is okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so of course, I, 
I understand about wanting to spend time around your parents who are ailing or getting older. Or they don't look that old to me, but um, okay. Yes. <laughs> um, or your boyfriend who lives in California where he could also make a move if he needed to, if mm-hmm. that was something that both of you truly wanted to do, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to ask that you do is to break away from this defense mechanism, which is the holding pattern. You accurately assess the holding pattern. And in my mind, it's that you're so worried about other people's happiness that you keep putting yours on the back burner. Mm-hmm. And and I think that instead of continuing that in your consciousness, because that's just your ego screaming at you, you can't do that. You can't have a career that you're going to totally love. You can't spend that money. You you have to take care of A, B, C, D, and E first. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. The, the reality is, is if you're not happy then it's challenging to show up in other people's lives, people that you love and adore and cherish, and be the person that you are. That means they don't get to really know you. Mm-hmm. You know, what if you're this amazing horticulturist who's going to write books and teach lectures and pay off your student loans within the first three years of your career? What if that were the case? Would you then give yourself permission to go do something that brought you joy? Yes, I would. Okay. Yeah. So that's very interesting, and I wish the universe worked in that way. But how the universe works is, and we're back to that heart chakra, is believing and trusting in yourself mm-hmm. and believing that you're worth every effort, every penny, that you're valuable, and that if you can invest in yourself, the universe will show you the light of your destiny. Mm-hmm. But first and foremost, it's kind of like the commercial that they show on the airplanes, that you need to put the oxygen mask on yourself first mm-hmm. before you put it on another person that you want to help. And you're wanting to do the opposite. You want everybody else to be okay before you give yourself permission to live a life that is abundant. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of not how it works. So going against that defense mechanism means that you're going to feel as if you're disappointing other people around you. And and that's the part that's going to be challenging. That's that place where you need to be in that observation mode and allow yourself to feel that you're disappointing people, but nurture yourself at the same time and tell yourself the truth. Because I know your parents would be thrilled if you found something that's saying to your heart. Yeah. And they want that for you. Yeah. And as a parent, I encourage that with my children enormously. Even if one of, you know, one of my children is choosing something definitely more traditional, um, in terms of her educational process, and I've worried about her, and she goes, Mom, you were an oncology nurse. Look at where you are now. And so she brings me back to reality, and you know, and, and she has her own life path in terms of what may be in her highest good, and of course I want her to be enormously happy. And your parents love you to pieces. And if they knew that you were doing something that brought you joy and that you had natural gifts and talents in, that would be, mean more to them than anything. So does this make sense what I'm talking about in yeah. terms of your defense mechanism? Well, a little bit. Okay, well, let's let's continue on this because actually a lot of people are listening to our conversation, even <laughs> though you were hoping. I know. <laughs> well, I'm not so nervous anymore, so. Good, and because this is what people do. They, they are so, we're all of us, every single one of us are so defended from living our true joy and our true passion that we choose things that, as you described it, keep us in a major holding mm-hmm. pattern. And we keep thinking that there's something else out there that we haven't discovered that's going to get us out of our major holding yeah. pattern. But the beauty of the universe is that the answers to life are relatively simple. And, and so learning to feel the discomfort or guilt that, that really isn't occurring in terms of the responsibility and the accountability you feel that you have for others and begin to move that flashlight so that you have responsibility and accountability for yourself. Mm-hmm. 
it's kind of reminds me, and it's interesting how I used Donald Walsh's little story from um, one of his children's books about the the angel, because angels operate that way. You know, angels work side by side with human beings and dedicate themselves to helping others. It's a very selfless act. And that's what you're trying to do. And I just mm-hmm. need to remind you, you're not an angel this time. Mm-hmm. You're in the human form. In fact, angels and humans don't cross over the divide that often, although it does happen every once in a while. And you need to remember that you're here in a physical body, having a physical reality, and your job is to learn how to physically be happy in this reality. Even if it means maybe moving kind of far from them. Yeah, yeah. of course. If one of my kids said, Mom, well, my middle daughter, Misha, has is going to do an internship in Alaska during the summer, and that means I'm not going to see her for the entire summer. And I'm so excited for her because I know she's going to have a blast. You'll come back into people's lives with your joy and your happiness and your abundance, which means you, maybe you'll take everybody to Hawaii on vacation and you'll be able to take two weeks off and come here and spend daily time with them. But please don't put yourself on hold waiting for everyone to have a great life because that's their responsibility, not yours. Mm-hmm. But your responsibility is to put all your energy into you and to feel the discomfort and turn your head away from it because it's just a defense mechanism. It's not real. It's an illusion. Okay. 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 That was good. You you were an excellent student. Thanks (laughs) for calling in. Thank you so much. Good luck. Thank you. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So tonight we're talking about the fourth chakra, and we're talking about defense mechanisms and moving into expanded consciousness. The heart chakra is the in-between vortex between lower functioning chakras, one, two, and three, and higher functioning chakras, Speaking one's truth, the fifth being multisensory, meaning have clairvoyance, clear audience, clear sentient abilities, which I believe is normal and natural for everyone. And having seven chakra experiences where you really feel unconditional love from creation helping to guide you and move you about the planet. So how are we doing with those phone lines, Eric? We're doing great. We've got uh, one more call for you, and I, I think we've got time to get it in. So why don't we go ahead and talk to Meg, who's calling from Seattle. Okay, thank you. Hi, Meg. Hi, Marie. I actually have an appointment with you in your office next month, but I thought I'd just get a, uh, uh, I just couldn't wait. (laughs) (laughs) Have we not met before? We have. Oh, we have. So this will be a second appointment for you then? Uh, Or a third? second or third, something like that. Oh, great. Wonderful. I I know that you know this because you've met me, but maybe people out there listening don't don't know that I don't remember people very well, you know. Uh, That just helps me... um, let go of people so that I don't worry about them, you know. Yeah. And and so I'm sorry that I didn't remember our first and second visits at this moment, but you know when you walk in the house and I look at your energy, it'll just all start to trickle back into my consciousness. Oh, yeah, I'm not worried. <laughs> <laughs> so what can I do for you tonight? Well, um, definitely feel like I've been working a lot on uh, sort of letting go of fear and defensiveness, but I feel like a lot still in flux for me right now, and especially with regard to my relationship. Mm-hmm. And then even uh, starting to expand into my thoughts about how I interact with my family. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to know what advice uh, you have for, for now for me. And, and I think I actually am remembering you. Are you married? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no children yet? No. Right. So I know who you are, actually. Cause it, <laughs> I thought you might. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, it all came back because um, that was one of the things we were talking about was the relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think you're doing a fabulous job in this observation place and um, recognizing 
how you would like, to, how you would prefer to be in relationship with an individual, whether it's a husband or a best girlfriend or your parents. So, so that's one of the things that you're learning from this relationship, which is truly a gift about how you'd like to show up. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like the angels, even though it does look like a gift at the moment. Right, right. And and I still see the same outcome that I've talked about previously. Mm-hmm. You know, and of course you have free will and get to do whatever you want, you know, of course. And what I think is so fascinating about what's happening to you is you're feeling stronger and more confident and independent and you're starting to believe in yourself a lot more. Do you think that's true? Yeah, I do. I do. I just wish everything else would come along the way I want it. That's not necessarily maybe what the universe has in mind. Well, you know, my job is, you know, I get to tell people things all day long and and, and really, I tell people what to do. I mean, really, that's the <laughs> truth, even though I truly believe in free will. People call me and ask me for my opinion, right? And in my personal relationships with my children, that doesn't fly very well. You know? <laughs> so I have to, I've had to learn with my mother and my siblings and my children that my job is to just participate in the relationship, to allow them to be who they are, and for me to take off my working hat and allow us to have our life experiences. And that's also what you're doing. In, because you actually have really great ideas as as well, which you could pass on in your relationship, but yet your partner doesn't see life the same way you do. And so there's this kind of disconnect about how to move forward in union while viewing life in completely different ways. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's completely true. And so you're learning to to step back and let him have his view and honor yours, you know, honor your view. Um, because just because you you don't agree on the same vantage point of the balcony as you look out at life, doesn't mean that your view is incorrect. And that's how he's kind of approached the relationship in terms of, in my opinion, letting you know that your view is not right. And at the beginning of the show, we talked about really honoring um, people's individualization and, and their unique way of seeing the world, because then we can allow ourselves the freedom to have our own unique view. And that's what you're doing in this relationship. I see you honoring his viewpoints and not allowing the, the you know, uncomfortableness between you stop you from your own self-exploration of your viewpoint. And, and, and that's where I feel like you're gaining your confidence about your viewpoint. It's just beautiful. <laughs> well, it's a process, but yeah, it definitely feels better than just being stuck. Yeah, and and what's going to happen in my mind is that you're going to continue to feel confident so that when you make decisions about this relationship or potentially other relationships in the future, you're going to feel really good about what you believe in. And and it, a very um, well-known astrologer told me once that when you're in bed with your partner and you look up at the ceiling, you both need to see the same shade of beige. <laughs> I think he's absolutely right, by the way. I've had him on the, on the show before. His name is Dennis Flaherty. He's a Vedic astrologer. And, and so now that you're formulating what you have, are feeling more comfortable with about your own belief system, you know, you'll be able to meet people in your life and discern whether you're going to see the same shade of beige or not. Because it yeah. makes life a whole lot easier when you have similar belief systems. When you're yeah. in partnership, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. So that's what you're doing. And so even though this is a little bit challenging, um, you're learning to define what your belief system is. And that's a gift. And so your partner is a blessing in your life, just as you are for him, even though at times it doesn't feel like that. But you are blessings for each other enormously. 
Well, thank you so much. Did that help? It does. It's sort of confirming that I need to keep moving in the direction I'm moving. Yeah, you're doing wonderful. Thank you. It looks very beautiful to me. You know, sometimes in in things that are discomfort, energetically it can look so beautiful because there's consciousness and expansion occurring within the chaos or the discomfort. And um, it doesn't always feel good, but from an energetic perspective, it looks amazing. And that's what you're home life and growth and expansion of consciousness looks like to me. So it looks beautiful. Yay. Well, that's good. I will keep at it then. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess I'll see you shortly in the yeah, office. next month. Okay. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you, and happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So tonight on the Marie Menu Cherry Show, we've been talking about the four chakra and defense mechanisms. And I just wanted to let you know that I will be at the East West Bookshop in Seattle on January 9th at 7.30 to 9.30. I'll be teaching a class. It's an introduction to change your beliefs, change your life. I'll be teaching all-day Saturday courses, two of them, during the 2009 calendar, which will be up tomorrow. My web guy is working on that, and we'll have that up live on the site so you'll be able to register for classes. And then beginning in February, I'll be teaching the Wednesday night classes between 7 and 9 p.m. at the Redmond Marriott Town Center, which I know we've had commercials about that. Thank you, Eric, for having those commercials for us tonight. We really appreciate that. No problem. It's been a pleasure having you on the show with me. Oh, it's likewise. It's been a pleasure being here. Oh, it's been wonderful. Thank you so much for working me through the not being in the studio aspect. Happy to do it. And please have a safe walk. Hopefully it's a walk to the hotel tonight. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And a safe walk back in the morning. Will do. And I'll see you in the studio in January at noon. Wonderful. Looking forward to it. And thank you, everyone, for listening to the show. As always, I wish you joyful blessings and happy holidays. Until next time, good night. Views expressed on the preceding program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is Alternative Talk, 1150 AM.